Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 534 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott with you as Bob and the Oilers travel down to Florida. They'll take on Tampa Bay on Saturday. The mighty Panthers squad, who, by the way, has gotten out to a four, or pardon me, a 10, four, and one uh, out of the gate, Florida has. And they've done it without Aaron Ekblad or Brandon Montour both of whom I understand are expected to return or at least could tomorrow. So that would make it even more a difficult test as the Oilers look to build upon this uh, winning streak that they've put together three games in a row, two of them with Chris Knobloch. Some guests of the show do receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Tell Chris and Chef Alta that Oilers now sent you. Always excited to chat with uh, one of my idols growing up. I can't believe that I'm in a position now where I get to do this every so often. Anyway, two weeks in a row because we got to pre-tape last week and now we bring aboard Ron McLean from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton every day. A game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino on 131st Avenue and Fort Road. Ron, you're on with Brendan tonight. How's it going? It's great, Brendan, and I smiled when you said you were getting ready to do the interview, the walk-off interview at the game last night, so you missed Evander Kane's heroic Hattie. <laughs> my, my experience like that was 30 years ago, I was in Detroit at the old Joe Louis Arena, Game 7, Toronto-Detroit, and it's going to overtime. So I have to move from the little studio. We have a dressing room that we use as a studio. I have to move from there down to the far end of the arena to the Zamboni entrance and set up because I'll do the walk-off interview with whoever scores the OT winner. And while I was bent over picking up the microphone and the telex box and all this equipment, the goal went in. And I had no idea who'd scored. I knew Toronto had scored, but I didn't know which Leaf had scored. And then Jim Wilkes, who I just saw the other day, uh, Jim brings the guest over, 
and I'm kind of looking at the leaf and thinking, who the hell is this? It was Nick Borshevsky, who was not really a frontline guy for Toronto, and furthermore, he didn't speak English. So I was thinking to Jim, what the hell are you doing to me? I'm not, how am I going to interview Nick? Uh, but he managed to say very happy 12 times, and it was just a joy to experience his joy. Whether or not it was a, much of an interview, it didn't matter. It was just a, a funny moment. But at least, uh, like you, I, I get my interview, but I miss the, the goal. Yeah, it's, it's pretty humorous, and I think maybe what most people don't understand in the behind-the-scenes context is how fast everything moves in a situation like that. As, as you say, Ron, we've got Gene Principe down there who has to be ready to go to either side at the drop of a hat, and when you're in overtime, of course, that happens nearly immediately. When the Oilers win, there's a second or two when they're they're waiting to come off the ice so we can get our ducks in a row, but yeah, it was, uh, it was obviously quite the spectacle last night. The atmosphere at Rogers Place took me back to where it was at times in the playoffs as well, certainly uh, yeah. with the crescendo uh, with the Evander Kane goal. But you've got a team that seems to have gotten over the bad feelings, the bad taste of the opening part of the season, and they've they've been able to put one foot in front of the other in, in a multitude of, of areas of the game, Ron. At least that's my assessment. What have you seen since they've, uh, they've turned the page in the last three or so? Well, for sure, although... Uh, it was interesting. I had an event for Right to Play last night, so I missed the first period. And I'm, I'm in my car, and it's the first intermission, and I'm listening to Rob Brown, and he's not overly impressed with the performance to that <laughs> point in the, in the night. And uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, Chris Knobloch said they hit kind of an all-season low in the second period. So, But I, I will say, when you speak of the vibe, uh, Cam Moon's call of McDavid's goal from Dreisaitl, I mean, that was chills. I'm on the Gardener in Toronto, and honest to God, it was, uh, it was electric to experience that goal. But then I get in the house and I get fiddling around getting my stuff off and come downstairs. Now it's two to one the other way. So it was just a, you know, everything looked like a little bit bleak. And then all the things that I've been seeing that I really like uh, began to happen. So McDavid, you know how teams, they said, I've been trying to squeeze him even back in the Oilers end so that he doesn't get up that speed. Well, with less than seven to go, he built that speed. He made an amazing end-to-end rush that ultimately leads to the Kane goal that cuts to three to two and it was because uh, Ty Cartier didn't really get on him early enough they had Tanif they had Gord they had their best checkers out there but it was McDavid engineering the you know the zone entry and then I think Evan Bouchard I know Bob mentioned it on the radio while I was driving home that he turned it over about three or four times and Jamal Myers on Sportsnet did a little bit of a, a an expose on what Evan can improve on defensively. But I, I go back to the game on Monday against the Islanders, 1-1 one, one after 40 minutes, and twice Evan on the right point pinched in the uh, attacking zone. Once he jumped up in the air and caught the puck, set it down and made a great play. The other was a more conventional pinch, but it was a, it was a fantastic bit of aggression that I, I just felt like every time I saw Ekholm and Paul Coffey conducting court on the bench, the swagger was, you know, starting to return to some of the Oilers. And in particular, Bouchard, for me, he, he blocked a shot uh, at a key moment last night, a bit accidental, but nonetheless, it resulted in a goal. He made a great play on that Kane goal that cut it to 3-2 to two with, uh, you know, he, he jumped down into the rush and uh, fed Kane in front, and then he made that amazing fake slapper, you know, and hard pass to Hyman that goes over across to Kane for the overtime winner. So I really like to see swagger and... 
And even, I'll tell you another thing I thought was interesting, you probably wouldn't have seen this getting set up for OT, but uh, Knobloch spoke to McDavid just before the puck drop at overtime, and he was kind of explaining to him, Connor, I'm going with one forward and two D, and it was, you know, they have a relationship, and it was just neat to see Connor's confidence in Chris, uh, and that decision, which was uh, was kind of intriguing to me. So the best way I'd sum it is uh, they're, they're working back towards swagger, which was such an important part of their arsenal. I'm glad you've highlighted that because there's a couple of different things that we can we can branch off here as we chat with Ron McLean on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. They've got uh, Brett Kissel ringing in the new year at the River Cree. December 31st, you can go party Alberta style uh, at River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement, bet on it. Now, the swagger that I've seen Evander Kane operating with and the residual effect that I feel like that has in the room, that's very mm-hmm. important. But you highlight what Paul Coffey and that relationship with the new the defenders there could mean. There's a lot of um, similarities, I would think, in how uh, offensive those two played. Evan Bouchard is, is, at this point, I mean, a lot of people look at him and say he plays offense at a very high level, and he might be one of the more haphazard defenders in the whole NHL. So there's a lot of improvement to be had there, and, and now you've got Paul Coffey, Ron, in a position where he doesn't necessarily have that hands-on coach experience at least not on the surface what did you make of that hire and and what that fit looks like for Edmonton as they move forward this year well I I don't want to spoil Saturday's telecast but I'm going to show something about Hockey Night in Canada that ties in with uh, you know they said this person isn't qualified they said that about Marty St. Louis and and his impact on Cole Caulfield instant you know Bob Gainey always said the coach's job is to is to have the best players on all cylinders that that is the number one thing they have to be able to do and that's what Marty was able to do with Cole Caulfield instantly and I see it already in Bouchard and I think what Paul's going to say is look they're going to you know eviscerate you for a defensive breakdown here or there I had a million of those kids but you know to, to create the team that we became that was so deadly and, and in that Islander game it was their power play that won it for them on Monday they got two power play goals obviously it was critical last night so I think Paul's going to say to him you're with Ekholm uh Matias knows how to defend and he'll help you defend but I I need you to get to what you do best and that's uh your offensive flair your pinching your the pressure you know you're a full court press guy be that guy and it was really uh it was neat to see it so I think Paul doesn't need to have had uh, on the he came into coach in the GTHL here in Toronto much like Marty St. Louis had coached a little bit of high school and that's really it's all relationships and it's all credibility and respect and the players you watch every time you see those conversations conversations mostly it's at home doing the talking it's not paul um he he just knows how to uh nurture in some of the guys who are you know like deharnay it's a whole different thing with deharnay but i still think he'll he'll bring swagger to deharnay and and you give him that that the I just think he's got unlimited potential. He he can be one of those Colton Pareko, Chris Pronger, massive defense that uh, can do two things. He can be great in his own zone defensively, and he can be a net front presence once in a while uh, up front. Yeah, and that's uh, some, something that the uh, rest of the National Hockey League, I suspect, is taking notice of teams that need a little extra grit on the back ends. But Edmonton, Ron, is certainly one of those teams in its own right that 
seems to benefit when when there's a little extra grit. I, I noticed the the willing to physically the willingness, sorry, to physically engage last night. It seems to have had an uptick in my opinion. And Evander Kane, if you go back a few weeks, really right. kickstarted this all. Uh, you can go back to a fight. I think Jack highlighted this in the panel um, where he fought Brendan Dillon to sort of get himself going. And since then, he's ascended to a point a game player here in the Oilers lineup. And I think that being a veteran voice at 32 years old in the room, he has a lot of pull in terms of the emotional go, if you will, with this Oilers group. I think it's really important that he is sort of firing on all cylinders or getting back to that as we've seen, Ron. Well, first of all, I'm flabbergasted at the statue gave that he's got seven hat tricks in his time in Edmonton. That is, or is it six? Six, yeah, but six still, of the nine. holy smokes! Yeah, I know that that is just unreal. Uh, but and there was a moment before he got the natural hat trick last night. Um, there had been a whistle blown, and it was in the uh, Seattle end, and somebody bumped into Kane. I don't know if you saw that, and Kane kind of glared at him and looked, you know, like what are you doing? You know, who, who do you think you don't touch me or you don't touch us? It was a great moment. And, and, and the other thing I'd say about Evander is when he did get the winner, it was a gracious, uh, you know, look up at the rafters. Oh, thank God. You know, we, we, we needed that. I like, you know, it was a moment of humility. It wasn't a moment of, you know, rolling around on the ice or skating to center ice. It was a, I just loved his reaction. It was such a, you know, we're going to do this again and again and again, and I don't need to go crazy, but I am kind of glad that we got this one out of the way. So I, I just can't say, and you, you know, you mentioned the Dylan fight, but also the, of course, Calgary when the microphone was on and he said, who, who here is going to do anything about yeah. it? You know? So he's been, he's been, and, and I go back, Brendan, to how McDavid, you know, so went to bat for him when he came in. There was a lot of people and a lot of noise about this, that, and the other thing. And Connor was just so good at uh, having his back in that early moments. Uh, so I think he's great. He and Hyman are tremendous together. And uh, yeah, as far as the, the only thing I, I will say, you were right about the Adam Ernie. Uh, I didn't like to play either because it, it could easily, I don't know how it wasn't a five, but uh, yeah. you know, and maybe upon review, it wouldn't have been a five, but it's like when, uh, Derek Ryan cut down uh, Justin Schultz, and that looked really bad at speed. Uh, but then when you saw the replay, Justin did have a chance to wrap his arm around Derek Ryan's stick and kind of decide how he was going to go into the board. So it wasn't quite as uh, treacherous as it looked in real time. But the Ernie one looked treacherous both in replay and in real time. Yeah, it's it's funny how that um, the intensity ratchets up. These teams played each other twice inside five yes. days, and yes. it was evident to me last night that that was the case. But again, Edmonton seems to be a team that can, you know, was finding itself able to participate in that more. It led by, obviously, Evander Kane, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, sometimes to the other end of the spectrum, can get, he's a really nasty son of a gun to play yes. against, but he's out there preserving his, himself and protecting himself, and that's how he does it. If I was talking in a different market, it would drive me crazy, but I'm talking on Oilers now, so it is oh, what no, it I is, like Ron. And, and yeah, he, he, obviously, he had it done to him by Alex Petrangelo at a critical moment yes. in the series last year, so cuts two ways, for sure, and and, uh, and even even Leon, you know, back when Tippett had the helm and, and said, you know, these backhand passes, they're great, but they could drive you crazy. I, I think that's a mistake. I think you, I think Woodcroft was right, and whoever you know, Manson and uh, Gullickson, to let him try, you know, make a play. So he he's. I, I thought honestly, Brendan, he led right through the difficult stretch. You know, there was a lot of finger pointing and the slump that he was in on goals, but I thought his effort was. Uh, 
was monumental in in some of those goals just before the falling of the Woodcroft regime. So he's he's a great leader. I mean, those passes to McDavid, both uh, that hard forehand pass to Springham on the break two games ago, and then last night's uh, nifty backhand pass. It's just unbelievable to see what he can do and and he's got spit to go along with it and that's important come playoffs it really is that's the highlight right there a couple more questions for ron mclean from nhl hockey on rogers for century casino edmonton it's hard to look very far in the nhl without noticing what the vancouver canucks are doing in the standings what individual vancouver canucks are doing in the scoring ranks it has been remarkable what has what has transpired for Rick Tockett's group, Ron? And I'll ask you just simply what you're seeing. Are they gelling that well? Do we have players in, in contract years that are rising to the occasion? What has gotten into Quinn Hughes? What do you see? Well, yeah, I just I think I touched a little bit on it a week ago, but I think the decision making to hire Rick Tockett was a surprise to me and now a stroke of genius. To make Quinn the captain over either JT Miller or Elias Patterson, you know, I might have thought, wow, is it too early to give it to Quinn and is that going to be too much pressure? And clearly it's not. Yeah. And it was the right decision. And I've said the, the biggest coup for me was the acquisition of Philip Hironic. To, to take that Bo Horvat pick and turn it into Hironic, um, he just makes uh, Hughes, they're, they're magic together. They're, they're just uh, as good as Seabrook and uh, Keith. And as good as uh, Stevens and Niedermeyer when they were paired, they weren't usually, it was usually uh, Rafalski. But you get those great duos that, uh, you know, one of them knows enough to, to be stay at home. And it's surprising that it's ironic, but um, just just a very impressive one thing. You know, and then, of course, the health of Demko. You, you, you get him back. You saw what he did last night. And, and also on that front, you saw the two overtimes. So whatever they're sipping on uh, over in Stockholm, I hope they come to their senses and just say, let let them skate backwards. JT Miller did a, you know, a pivot back into his own zone, and then he turned and fired a pass almost like the dry sidle to McDavid, but it was a gorgeous pass to send Quinn Hughes on a breakaway last night. So I love it when they circle back, and I think, oh, good, what audacity to try that, you know. And so I, I, I feel like they should just uh, forget worrying about the, the three-on-three OT and the shootout I think it's great okay and we'll wrap up with OT here as well in Stockholm Tim Stutzla unbelievable run with two seconds left in the clock I mean you're trying to showcase the NHL to a different market and Stockholm is obviously no stranger to the game of hockey but that is about as exciting as NHL hockey can get in that context and did you see how could you I think you were probably on the air but Carolyn Cameron had Luke Gazdick on Hockey Central here this evening and Luke, uh, it was revealed, plays Dave the Hammer Schultz in the Boreas Salming movie. So a lot of them went to see the Boreas Salming movie over in Stockholm. Really? And yeah, and Luke Gazdick plays the you know Dave the Hammer Schultz, and he has to do some fighting in the movie. So I, you, none of us can wait to see that because he's a good oiler and a, a favorite son of uh, all of us. So that, that came to me. But yeah, Suitsla's goal. You know the the times that I've been to. Uh, Gothenburg and or Stockholm uh, to, you know, Wayne Gretzky did a barnstorming tour in 94 and I've had the chance to do world track and field in Sweden. And I mean, the love of sport, it's so Canada that, you know, they they always kind of 
go through and say, okay, well, maybe the Finns play the more robust game that a Canadian does. The Swedes play the more finesse game that our superstars play, and uh, they just love it. And and they have great national teams because they have a smaller talent pool usually to draw from, so they're often playing together for a period of 10 to 15 years. But nice to see, and, and I'll tell you this too. John Cooper, you ask him what turned the Tampa Bay Lightning around? It was their trip to Sweden at the start of the year. After they'd been swept by Columbus the previous year, they started uh, in Sweden, and he said that was the turning point for his team, and it was Victor Hedman's big moment. And in the case of the Los Angeles Kings, they started when, on the route to the Cup over in Sweden. So it can be a tremendous bonding experience, and for a kid from Europe, Tim Stutzla, that, that's that's just a big, big deal. It'll help Ottawa immensely. Absolutely. Ron, always appreciate you taking some time. Thank you this evening, and we'll chat with you soon. Yeah, cheers, Brendan. All right, Ron McLean from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day, game day, at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. We've still got John Shannon coming up. We're going to take a look at the Edmonton Oil Kings out on the road in Saskatchewan. Right now, though, we'll press pause on Oilers now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. And if you're looking for a great holiday gift, why not give the gift of travel this holiday season with a new West Travel gift certificate? Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or looking to surprise a loved one, give the gift of exploration, relaxation, and unforgettable experiences. Adventure, it, uh, is adventure, it awaits. And there's really no time better to start planning. So call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. 780-496-0063. Some great texts here already. Let me get to the page that they are all located on. Come on, Google load. (laughs) Guy from Maui. Now, I don't know if that's a guy from Maui or if that's guy checking in from Maui. His text says that he's from Bonneville. Maybe he's on a vacation. Uh, two comments. He says, Skinner is much more relaxed in net. He's a big goaltender. And if he stays calm and doesn't move around too much, he will stop the shots that he needs to. Second, Paul Coffey was not a very good defensive defenseman when he started. Bouchard reminds me of Paul in the early 80s, except Paul was a better skater. Maybe Paul will help Bouchard greatly. That's, uh, again, from a guy in Maui. Just kidding, that's probably a guy. Brendan says Mark in St. Albert. I left the game with three minutes left as the Oilers had played awful, and then they win. I was even wearing my Kane jersey. Lesson learned, says Mark in St. Albert, and let that be a lesson to the rest of you as well. Randy said uh, he's noticing that the weak side defense is jumping up into the breakout right away, and there also seems to be an effort to quickly move the puck. Some of that quick puck movement is causing the in-zone turnovers, but you hope that that stuff will clear itself out as they get used to quickly moving up pucks. Randy, I think you're on to something there. And the other thing that I noticed is that they're moving it up the middle of the ice in that mid-zone breakout. If you were listening to the broadcast last night, you heard Bob highlight that as well. That's something different for the Oilers. It resulted in some ugly turnovers off the wall for Bouchard in particular early in that game, no less. 
But when it's executed effectively, and you got to figure that it will be as they learn the system better, uh, it seems to be something that a lot of other teams are having success with. And McDavid has been suffocated getting up the ice this year, so might be a way to open up the avenue for him as well. Okay, NHL insider John Shannon will check in with us, but we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias. Thomas Dias is up next.